Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Four and one. Welcome in to episode number 220 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Wednesday of bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time today, February the 9th in the year 2020. To have one hell of a midweek episode on tap for you here today. You got a case of those midweek blues. Consider them cured within the next five to ten minutes. But before we get into today's show, I need you to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you're watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew like the Wise Words podcast on this very channel at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time today. Or if you're watching the show on one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button there so you never miss any of our additional social media content. Or if you are uh, listening, not watching, again, listening to the show on your favorite podcast directory make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already as we release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket you can be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching today's show hey go ahead hit that other like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live you know we love to connect with you guys live on the show and hey too if you wouldn't mind hit that share button send it on over to your brothers sisters friends enemies neighbors People who live on the opposite side of the damn globe is you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are here at the TTL pod, and we can't thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helps to make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on down there to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 220. Man, I say it all the time, but does time fly when you are having fun? I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host Colton Cap and Colt Sroka. 
And I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me and my partner, get some picks, get some insights, some analysis, and you know the drill by now. Dive into more rabbit holes and we will all be able to keep track of together. Without further ado, it's time to bring in that aforementioned partner. He's ready to rock and roll. He's got his picks up on tap today. He's got the good energy flowing, the good vibes inbound. So without further ado, my friends, help me welcome on in around these parts known as the man. The myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and the TTL Cruise resident South Cider and Cheesehead faithful himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? Oh, my man, I am doing absolutely fantastic. We got the uh, no midweek blues over here. We've got the midweek jams coming our way Woo. today, my friend. Um, I'm feeling fantastic. We had a hell of a slate last night. We've got a hell of a slate today. I can't wait to dive into it. Nonsense uh, across the board mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, here and mm-hmm. there, every which way. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm feeling fantastic, my man, and I'm ready to get rocking and rolling. Oh, I absolutely love it, my friend. You didn't ask me, but I'll tell you anyway. I'm doing spectacular. Switch it up on you. Hey, it's all good. Spectacular <laughs> over here. It's a, it's a beautiful day to be alive. The rest is up to me and the I choose to spread positivity. I like your little, uh, I might uh, have to use that. I don't know that that's patented yet. Little uh, midweek jams. No midweek blues around here. Even though I am a fan of the blues, midweek jams. I like that. Good, good way to, uh, to say the kind of vibes that are coming out here today. Now, my friends. You know me. I'll always bring positivity. I'll always bring the energy. I'll always make sure to give you that much-needed mental vacation that you all uh, seek after. But sometimes I gotta get a little negative. Sometimes we gotta go into past just a little bit and look at some bullshit. And as a full transparency show, we must recap all of the previous day's best bets as to never hide them from you because we are not some nameless, faceless avatars floating around the fucking digits. And you, you know what that means? It doesn't fucking exist, Mags. It, it doesn't fucking exist. We'll never be that. We will always. It's Fugazi, Fugazi. We'll always share them with you. What's not Fugazi? Our best bets of the day from yesterday, February the 8th, 2022. And Max, what the fuck is going on, dude? On Monday, you go 0-2, I go 2-0. Tuesday, you go 2-0, I go 0-2. What the hell's going on? Who the hell's watching our plays? What's happening? And the 2-for-2 Tuesday parlay, goodness gracious, neither team could score a bucket. What the hell happened? You know, as far as the two for Tuesday, I don't know. I uh, Butler, Creighton, Creighton didn't come out like we expected offensively, God, man. Wait. And uh, I, I would say the story for my two, I I was expecting some struggles from Michigan State, man. But somebody needs to check the pulse of the Sparty Nation right now, man, because they did not look good. They have not looked good. Uh, and same with Iowa State. Both these two teams, man, I, I don't know. If they don't turn it around quick, they either uh, – Michigan State's not going to fall out of the March picture, but could be looking at a first-round exit, my man. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Wisconsin looked solid. Nothing – didn't look spectacular either. But, uh, yeah, we'll take two winners uh, on my side of things, dude. Sure enough, we'll take two losers on my side. Uh, Clemson minus the one. Could have pushed it out if we would have hit that three ball right at the end. Son of a bitch. And I don't know. I mean, there's shit. They went up by 18 in the first half, a couple first couple minutes. And I was like, well, there you go. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the opposite side of that. And my team just can never battle back in. They always get maybe three, four. And then they go by another 12 points. Three, four, down to 12, 50. I don't get I don't know why. Hey, of course, of course. The time I back it, then it goes completely opposite. And then Texas A&M. 
first five minutes, it was 16-16, to 16, and then after that, it was uh, all but a runaway train for the LSU Tigers. My sincere apology, my friends. I would probably play both of those plays again, but sure. don't follow me on Tuesdays. T- fade me on Tuesdays. I-, I think it's safe to say that at this point in time because as confident as I am on Tuesdays, I get crushed, and I, I just don't know what it is. So watch me say that, and then next week will be a per- perfect clean sweep. But I digress. Uh, Moneyline Dice Roll, they uh, they stay hot, though. Go to 2-1 and one on the week. Penn State plus 1.5. They almost won it outright, but choked right at the end. However, we didn't need it. We cashed it anyway. So there you go. There you have it. All the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the day from February 8th, 2022. Now, on my side of the screen, it's time to have the mind of a goldfish. I ain't got no time to waste, no time to uh, sit and wonder and worry. And, oh, man, if I could have done, should have, could have, would have. Fuck that. It's all into the future. It's all into Rebound City. It's time to do nothing but bankrupt every book on the market. So without further ado, my friends, we do have uh, one final little bit here we need to accomplish before we get into all that action. Please lift your mugs up high to me, to you, good sir, and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods. little clink. Take your sip. I'll be right back. Oh, baby. Oh, woo! Mm. I'm going to have to order me another freaking bag of that. You're making me crazy, man. I'm about all halfway out. I got I got me a little... Uh, next bag is vanilla bean creme brulee, but I'm going to have to get back in the Jamaican me crazy, man. <laughs> I think you I think you guys would really like that, that blend. I got to check what I got right now. I just popped open another one. I was talking good stuff about what I had yesterday, dude. Mm? Even better today, whatever I popped open today. I So I, I we just had like three, four random coffee bags that we had accrued over like two years, <laughs> and we finally got a grinder for Christmas. Whatever I got going on today is like some of the favorite, my best shit that I've ever had in my life, dude, which well, is a very short coffee drinking time, nonetheless. Also, but, uh, also you know. ground beans will change your entire coffee drinking game for the better. Like ground beans are just, it's, it's an entire, it's, it elevates your coffee drinking game to an entirely different level. So I haven't ground the old beans in a while. I might have to get back on the old track, dude. It's been a yeah. minute for me. We've been doing it for like a month. This is like the fourth one we've had, dude. So much better than all the other ones, dude. Well, I don't know damn. what I got, but got to figure well, it out. Hot damn. Hey, look, look, at, look at us already going into rabbit coffee holes about hour. coffee. You, you, you came to stop by for gambling, <laughs> and we're already talking about coffee. You better strap in. It's going to be a whirlwind today. But for now, we get into the first segment of the day without hesitation or delay. I am a poet, and I didn't even know it. Armax, best bets of the day. We switch him to the opposite side of the screen. He gets ready. He gets set. And we got to pump it up. We got to pump it up. Come on, Max, let's pump it up. Let's fucking pump it up. And sir, let him rip. Let him have it. And as always, you have the floor. I don't know why that still fucks me up as far as the wrong <laughs> side, dude. Uh, I am feeling good today, dude. I've got two coming at you, one from NBA, one from the ACC college basketball. I'll kick things off in the NBA, my friend. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out yesterday, tread lightly, going to be a weird week. Mm-hmm. Favorites have been cashing tickets. Uh, well, a left, right, and center is probably an understatement partner, but yeah. I've got a dog today, and it's honestly has nothing to do with those factors, uh, if I'm uh, saying so myself. I'm going to the okay. Golden State Warriors. And Utah Jazz matchup, and I'm taking the Golden State Warriors on the spread. It is Ooh. down to plus one and a half. I actually caught it at plus three and a half, but I I think they win this one outright. I really do. Uh, Jazz, the Jazz are still being priced as if they are this fully healthy team that we've seen over the last few years. And don't get me wrong, they're still a solid team, but they just aren't that same defensive force without Rudy Gobert. Sure. Uh, and that's who they're going to be without tonight. They... They've won three straight games, um, so this I think that's kind of why they're being priced like this. 
Uh, but as I talked about it on Monday, and obviously we choked the ticket to the Knicks did on Monday of eight and a half. Uh, that three-game win streak is pretty unimpressive to me, partner. The Warriors are without Klay Thompson, but I'm okay with that. Their offense has been more than okay with or without him. 110-plus their last seven games, uh, 120 or more in five of those seven. And actually, the last time that they were held under the that number was the Utah Jazz 94-92 win, partner, but with Rudy Gobert grabbing 18 rebounds. So I think that is a massive factor today. Um, For a lot of other teams, it's that rim-protecting factor that I love when he's out. In Mm. this one specifically, it's more so the rebounding factor because the Golden State Warriors are a very good defensive rebounding team, uh, even without Draymond Green. And without Rudy Gobert, I think they're going to dominate the boards again tonight. Um, uh, As far as some trends, partner, Golden State 14-4-1 last 19 versus a team with a win percentage above 600, 3 1 and 1 last 5 on the road, 9 and 4 last 13 on Wednesday, uh, and 11 and 5 last 16 as a dog. That one is really important to me because this Warriors team, obviously, everyone loves this Warriors team. So, not a team where, oh my gosh, the Warriors are the dog, we have to take the other side. They haven't really been that team, right? And right. Uh, this Golden State, or excuse me, this Jazz team, on the other hand, I mentioned it the other day, they've got a laundry list right now of Bad trends. One eight and one last ten on one day rest. That is a rough one. Uh, three two and one last sixteen at home. All as favorites. And Ugh. one seven and one last nine versus a team with a win percentage above six hundred. So again, especially against these good teams, they're still being priced as if they're in that same level, and they mm. just aren't. Um, Golden State four and zero straight up last four versus Utah. All four included Rudy Gobert, uh, and now they've got uh, no Rudy Gobert to take advantage of, and they're three zero and one against the number in that stretch. So I love the Warriors to win outright tonight. If you're catching some points, go ahead and take them. But feel free. If this one flips, I think they win by at least three, partner. Give me the Warriors to start it off in the NBA today, my friend. Hey, as I always like to say, I think that they win this one outright too, but uh, I will take all the points the books are willing to give me. Um, You got me convinced, man. I was a little bit tentative on this, especially NBAs and uh, just the way it has been here lately, the favorites, all this stuff. I haven't got heavily involved in the NBA for the better part of a month now, so... You got me in the boat. I've already hammered it in. I don't want him to swip, uh, flip to the favorite. Switch, flip, whatever the hell you want to say it. Swip. There's, uh, hey, CC Talking Line Podcast 2022. Swip. Watch yourself over there. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I already hammered it in plus one and a half. So I would uh, say you guys should do the same before it gets to favored money. But there you go. There you have it. Our Mag's first NBA best bet of the day. Now he's got another basketball, but of the college variety. Partner, let him have it. Alrighty, I mentioned I'm going to the ACC, my friend. I'm going to Georgia Tech and the Miami Hurricanes, and I am taking the road dog, Georgia Tech. I caught them at plus nine. They're down to plus eight and a half. I think my threshold would honestly be that eight partner. I wouldn't. I think it's going to be seven point game max. Uh, mm-hmm. So I suppose seven and a half, seven would be, uh, I, you know, be a little tentative, but I'd still take it there, honestly. Uh, because this Miami Hurricanes team is starting to see some regression, my friend. 58 and 64 points scored offensively over their last two games. That's one home uh, and one away. And they just don't have the def- defense to support that offensive lull. 170th ADE, just a defensive efficiency, are the Hurricane. And partner, part of the reason I think they're regressing, they are 31st in the country uh, per Ken Palm in luck factor. Uh, so that is one of the reasons I believe they were cashing a lot of tickets for, uh, through January, essentially. Uh, and now they're falling back down to earth. Georgia Tech defensively. 
not beating the world down by any means, but definitely respectable. Top 100 ADE, that's kind of what they lean on. Uh, and Miami was held down, just to compare that to the last two games that I mentioned, offensive struggles. Uh, Georgia Tech, I believe 97th ADE. Virginia Tech, one of those two teams that uh, they struggled against 110th ADE, and Notre Dame 68th. So two teams that are not beating the world down uh, defensively either. And they struggled there. And a matchup that I really like that I think is going to be important, uh, three-point percentage for Georgia Tech offensively, 79th in the country. Uh, actually, a little bit higher on the road, surprisingly enough, and up over uh, 38% over the last three games. So they're shooting well right now. Uh, and Miami on the flip side, they are 66th in three-point percentage. Um, so just a few spots better than them uh, at 35.8%, but they're down to 29% over their last three games. Ooh. On top of all of that, We've got Miami coming in 293rd defensively against the three-point uh, percentage, so they do not defend the three-point well, and Georgia Tech top 191st defensively. So I think Georgia Tech's defense right there, that's one thing that they lean on, is uh, locking down that three, and I think they're going to be able to shoot the three there uh, on their side of things, and Miami's not going to be able to slow them down. So I think that's going to be a big thing. Uh, they've also got a slight edge rebounding, so not going to get their ass kicked uh, on the boards either. So... For a few trends to close it out here, Georgia Tech eight and three last eleven on the road. Surprisingly enough, uh, and forty. Here's a huge weekday sample size for you, partner. Oddly enough, forty nineteen, or excuse me, forty eighteen and one last fifty nine on Wednesday. How's that for a sample size on a weekday, my all friend? Of it, all about. Uh, and Miami five fifteen and one last 17 as a favorite uh so they've been really struggling in this favorite spot fantastic as a dog this year and over the last couple of years but in the favorite spot not so much uh two six and one last nine versus a team with a losing straight up record so way too many points in a spot like this for the hurricanes in my opinion and one and five last six as a home favorite uh, and finally, between these two teams, last 12 meetings, the favorite, or, or excuse me, the uh, weight team, I apologize, is 9-3 and three ATS the last 12 meetings. So I really like the, uh, the old uh, Yellow Jackets here tonight. To keep it scrappy, I don't think they win this one, but I think it's going to be a really, really close game. And uh, we see them cover that plus nine, partner, or plus eight and a half, or plus eight, wherever you're seeing it. Give me the Jackets uh, on the road tonight as the dog. Hey, I hear you. I'm listening loud and clear. I like where your head's at. I'm not calling you a dumbass. What I am telling you is that after last night, I am officially done with the ACC. I, I am done, 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 done. I had been done for a month, and I decided to dip my toe back in. I am done for the rest of the year. Probably not even into March Madness. Fuck it. I'm done with the ACC. Number That's number one. Number two, this very same Georgia Tech team has kicked me in the nuts. Not in the teeth. In the nuts. Four times already almost at this exact same number. I've tried to back them. I've tried to get in the boat. I don't want to mush it for you. Obviously, there's no way in my mind I would think of laying the chalk with Miami in this spot. The only place they've been able to cover is on the road. They can't do shit at home for some reason. I have no idea why, but again, don't want to be a mush for you, good sir. So I'm going to stay the hell away. I'm going to let you get both of these bad boys to the pay window. I'm going to be on one. I'm going to stay away from this one. But then you go a nice little 2-0 and on the day. So without any... Any other th uh, thought from me? Because I don't want to, I don't want to smash your, smash your ego too much there for me no, staying I, away. But I get it. Um, no, I, I, I totally get it. Is what I do. It, it, I, I just don't want to get crushed again. So either way, either way, either way. <laughs> Armag's two best bets of the day. There you go. There you have it. We'll recap them here shortly, uh, a little bit down the road. But partner, anything else you got in regards to those two plays, my friend? 
Uh, not really. The only thing, as far as the NBA, I said be, tread lightly on some of these other games. I like the uh, Jazz and Warriors because I don't really think they're going to be doing any. They're not going to be doing anything significant at the trade deadline to where you have to worry about ah. any key players being mm. out. Right. Whereas some of these other games, you never know where if you lock something in and even their fourth, fifth uh, top player is is shipped out before the game, and they don't have the guys coming back either. So that's. I just wanted to mention that as far as treading sure. lightly uh, on top of that as well. Sure. I like where your head's at, man. I appreciate it. You're the resident NBA guy. Like I said a little bit ago, I haven't uh, got heavily involved in the NBA for about a month now. So it's been pretty nasty. It's been messy. And I'm glad I decided not to this week because you know I am an underdog better and I would have been getting crushed left, right, and center. So there you go. There you have it. All of our Mag's best bets of the day. Let's keep this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks with the second segment of the day. My best bets of the day. All right, my friends. I got three college basketball plays coming at you they are all mid-major plays who would have thunk the mid-major king has now entered the chat and it's time for you to strap in for the first oh no they're not all one one is not this one actually is not mid-major uh we're going to the big 10 for this first one uh we're going to the ohio state buckeyes against the rutgers scarlet knights and it's always been the scarlet knights give me the plus two and a half with rutgers at home we're calling this the big 10 book buster baby i haven't had the opportunity to call one this and i am excited because it's brand new right to the pay window now no other reason for this line to be the exact same for rutgers at home another plus two and a half after their last game a wonderful outright win but there's no reason for it to be this unless it's another setup for the team that's got to go into rutgers and play and that's ohio state this time and i firmly believe it is ohio state's been rolling my friends just from an overall perspective but this line just seems way too doggone easy for them and they haven't been too doggone good on the road. Three and four straight up and against the number so far on the road. Their four failed covers. Plus four, plus three and a half, minus nine and a half, and minus two and a half. Already have failed to cover a minus two and a half on the road already. They did lose that game outright, my friends. This is also the lowest total that they or spread that they have had set in their last 10 games outside of that four-point uh, dog spot against Wisconsin and then three-and-a-half dog spot against Indiana. Rutgers, um, in terms of kind of March Madness look ahead, they really, 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 really need to win this game. Point-blank period. So I'm not saying they win it outright again, but at the bare minimum, this is going to be a bananas affair that is going to make you sweat your absolute bullets out and it's going to fall in the favor of Rutgers at the very end just like it has the whole time they're 11 and 2 straight up 7-5 and 1 against the number at home that 7-5 and 1 is because they were overvalued in some certain spots they've been great as an underdog covered five out of their last six as a dog overall so I absolutely love that to keep rolling but with them being at home that's the biggest thing for me here the home and away scoring splits are really what it came down to Rutgers is averaging 70 points on their home hardwood only allowing 59.4 at home Ohio State 71.9 points per game and 72.3 points per game allowed on the road. Huge, 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 huge split there on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that is what allows Rutgers to get the cover or maybe even the outright win. Their defense is underrated, my friends. 52nd in ADE and 79th in opponent effective field goal. They are damn good and you should not think about fading them in any capacity whatsoever with how much this game means to them. But if you don't believe me, believe the trends for the first time Rutgers is five and two against the number their last seven following a straight up win so it is not a letdown spot my friends four and oh against the number their last four as a dog five and one against the number last six at home 
12-3-1 against the number of their last 16 as a home dog in the home team in the last nine. Oh, I'm sorry, 8-1 straight up in the last nine uh, home games for Rutgers. And then the home team in the last six meetings is 5-1 against the number overall. So I absolutely love Rutgers. Give it all they got. It might end wild. It might end crazy. They might end up losing this one outright, but that's why we're taking all the points, my friend. So my first best bet of the day, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, plus two and a half. I like it, my man. And I think when a lot of people hear, hear you say or heard you say, like, they need this, Rutgers need this to make a tournament run or get into the tournament, they, they say, wow, what are you talking about, Rutgers? It, you look at the resume, some of the wins they've got, and if they get this and some other ones that are ahead of them in, in the Big Ten, that's not crazy to say, man. They're 13-9 and nine straight up. If it ended right now, probably not. But mm. you get this one, another ranked team in the Big Ten, man, it's not out of the question by any means. It's I like no, my hair's up. Not out of the question at all. And I mentioned it on yesterday's show. When I start to bet during February, especially college basketball, it's a lot of March Madness implications, a lot of forward-looking thought into that as well as our, as as well as what the hell is going on right here, right now. So it's kind of where my head's at. There you go. There you have it. Second best bet of the day coming from me, my friends. We're calling this one the A-10 Annihilator. That's right, my friends. We are going to the matchup between the Richmond Spiders and the George Mason Patriots. And we're taking the Patriots again, my friends. If you backed me this uh, week on Monday, they're down to plus one and a half now. How about that? George Mason plus one and a half, second uh, best bet for me today. Now, I watched the entire game on Monday. They opened up eight and a half point dogs, dropped down to seven and a half. They were down for a while. Uh, They scrapped back. It was back and forth, went down a little bit, and then it was an absolute slugfest for the final seven minutes of the game where Richmond got one of the craziest walk-off three balls that I've seen in a long, long, long time, and I really just don't think that happens here again, especially with George Mason being at home. They're 8-2 straight up, 7-3 against the number on their home hardwood. They're 5-0 against the number. Their last five is an underdog, too. And we talked a little bit about luck already with some of your plays today, partner. A lot of these teams who have been just on the struggle bus all year are going to finally start turning around a little bit. 342nd in luck rating per Ken Palm for George Mason. It's finally starting to turn around here. And they have a 53.9% chance to win this game outright per ESPN and a 56% chance to win it outright per Ken Palm. Uh, they're going up, obviously, against Richmond. 6-2 and two straight up, 7-1 and one against the number on the road. They've been good. I can't deny that. But... They played Drake, Wofford, UNI, SLU, Fordham, uh, LaSalle, URI, and Duquesne. Outside of SLU, you can miss me with all of those damn opponents. I don't think there's a quality win on that road resume, point blank, period. It comes down to me again, the home and away splits, my friends. You're not going to believe this. Richmond, 72.6 points per game, 69.8 points per game allowed on the road. George Mason, 73.1 points per game, so only one more, but 61.8 points per game allowed on their home hardwood. I truly believe George Mason defense steps up once again and gets even more critical key stops now that they got their doggone home fans behind them actually hyping them up and not the Richmond Spiders. They took the Spiders down to the wire while getting booed out of the damn place for crying out loud. Now you're telling me they're not going to do the exact same thing with their home fans backing them? Come on. Let's be realistic. Now, last matchup, uh, George Mason pretty much uh, handled the hustle stats. They lost the turnover battle, but I think that was just kind of a case of them being in Richmond. I think they win it this time, but they dominated the glass. 40 rebounds to 24 for Richmond, and I think they dominated once again. They just made Richmond look goofy on the glass all night long. But you don't believe me on those things, my friend. You didn't watch the game. You didn't catch the ticket with me on Monday believe the trends. George Mason, 9-3 against the number their last 12 home games, 9-3 against the number their last 12 Wednesday games, 6-0 against the number their last six as a dog, and Richmond, 
three and eight against the number the last 11 meetings in George Mason or in Virginia, in case you uh, ever get a trivia question wondering where George Mason University is located. It is in wonderful Virginia. They just simply don't do well, uh, them being the Spiders on the road in this matchup, and I will continue to fade them. Give me George Mason plus one and a half for my second best bet of the day. I like a partner, and you may or may not like the uh, line movement that I am seeing in my face over here. Uh, flip it to the favorite, uh, despite Richmond still getting that. <laughs> Hell yeah, minus, I do. Minus Hell a half yeah. in certain spots, minus <clears throat> one in others. So I, you know, I made, a, I may have checked out this play late last night, about eleven, eleven thirty Central Standard Time. Woke up this morning, about five thirty, six o'clock. You said Richmond's a favorite. <gasps> Oh, I mean, some people bought in a little too early. They flipped it on their asses. They want all the public to get up this morning and see Richmond as a favorite again. Oh, now they flipped it. That is entirely what I thought would happen. I would take them on the money line now, uh, just in case any nonsense, sure. any bullshit, if it is a favorite spot on your book. But if you can get any points, take all the ones the books are willing to give you, my friends. Second best bet of the day. Now, number three. Let's wrap it up. We're going to a total this time around. We got two dogs and a total. We're going to the Big East in this matchup. We're calling it the Big East Eraser. And we're going to the Xavier Musketeers against the Seton Hall Pirates. We're taking under 142 and a half. Now, hold on. You might think, oh, my gosh, what, what are you thinking, Cole? This is going to be a shootout and a half. Well, how contrary, my friends. I have already seen a lot of people buying into that, and I really see a whole lot of defense here today. My line came out to 138.9, so we'll call it 139 for uh, shits and giggles. I wouldn't take this below 140, but I think it finishes maybe into the high 120s. I I really do. I, I'm seeing like a 69-62 type of game here, maybe a little over the 120s, but I really don't think this even scratches into the 140s whatsoever. A couple of key things here. Um, this total is inflated because of both teams' season-long scoring ability. They've obviously been some of the better offensive teams in the nation, but both teams have really started to struggle offensively, but they haven't been struggling defensively. Uh, it's weird. Big East teams toward the end of the season, regular season, they really start to lean on their defense because their offense all of a sudden just goes out the window. I don't know why. I mean, think about it. Creighton, but Creighton, Butler, Georgetown. I mean, you can look and it's the exact same situation. UConn, Marquette, all the way across the board. They're leaning on their defense, but the offense is starting to struggle. A little weird. I don't know, but that's what I keyed in on. Last three games overall, uh, Seton Hall and Xavier combined are allowing 130 points per game and scoring 138 points per game. So I like it to finish somewhere right around in there. I think these two defenses are really going to step up because even across the board all season, they only allow 131.7 on average combined. So I think we do not see a heavyweight slugfest, three ball, three ball, three ball, three ball. I think it's going to be real slow, grinded out. And you say, Colt, what do you mean real slow? Both of these teams are inside the top 100 in tempo. Okay, I get it. But let's look on defensive possession length for both teams. They like to slow their opponents down, work that shot clock, and force a few turnovers, if I do say so myself, because Seton Hall, 210th in all, uh, defensive possession length, and Xavier, 331st in defensive possession length. So I really, I mean, I know the whole thing I'm talking about today is defense, and that even leads it into even more defense there. It is going to be slow grind it out, make them set an offense, make them get a good play going, make them take a shot. Oh shit, it wasn't a great shot. We're two seconds, into the, uh, two seconds, two seconds left on the shot clock, threw something up. That's what I really see happening here today. But you don't believe me. For the final time today, 
believe, a boatload of trends. The under is 5-1 and one in Xavier's last six overall. 5-0 and oh in their last five following an ATS loss. 4-1 and one their last five road games. 5-2 and two their last seven as a road dog. And 5-2 and two their last seven on Wednesday. Seton Hall, the under is 8-1 and one in their last nine Wednesday games. 20-8 in their last 28 overall. 24-9 in their last 33 as a favorite. Still on the under. 11-5 in their last 16 as a home favorite. 7-3 in their last 10 following an ATS win. And the under is 4-1 in the last five meetings between these two teams in New Jersey. That's right. That is where the Seton Hall Pirates are located. And it is an absolute under wagon facility as well as the program that inhabits it outside of that my friends i think this one goes well 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 under the total this might just be my best bet of the day maybe we talk about it a little bit more here very shortly but i digress xavier versus seton hall under 142 and a half my third and final best bet of the day i like it a lot my man uh the Biggest thing for me, honestly, is Xavier, a team with any type of defensive event, uh, defensive identity coming off of a loss when they really need a win. Obviously, I'm not, we're not talking about wins here. Mm-hmm. They're going to lean on that defensive identity, right? And I mm-hmm. think that's what we're going to see from Xavier tonight, man. I think you're going to see John Rostin with uh, some type of Hell in a Cell tweet come about 8 o'clock tonight, too. Big time, big time. I... I liked the plus three and a half. I really did, but I just truly believe that the under has a yeah. lot more value in this spot. So... I think you're spot on. There you go. There you have it. All of my best bets of the day. I got nothing else. Uh, Don't know why the heck that happened on my screen. Okay, here we go. Here we go now. Bright eyes, bright smiles. Here we go. Come on, StreamYard. All right, there we go. (laughs) And what the hell was going on over here? It was just deciding it was going to start moving all these banners around on its own. So uh, now I got full control, and it's time for the third segment of the day. The special plays. Not just the play. The plays of the day. The Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Warrior and the Parlay Pop-Off, my friends. That's right. It's our favorite special play of the week. We've always loved the, the Warriors. We've loved the Toofers from the jump, but sometimes those Toofers will kick you square in the teeth. But we love the Warriors, and we love putting the Parlay Pop-Off together. So without further ado, my friends, Wednesday Warrior, special play of the day. We are taking... The Tulane Green Wave plus 10.5 against Memphis, my friends. This line is completely wrong. Jumped off the board at me, brought it right to Mags as soon as we had our pre-show meeting. He said, holy shit, I didn't even really look into that one. I can't believe it's like this. We have to hammer him. Hammer him in. I I can't believe that they're getting 10. And and they were at 9. It's slowly moving up. I think it's just because the public, whatever the public is, is, is buying into Memphis still being somewhat of a good team. And they're just not. We talked about it yesterday, partner. They're cooked. Can we please just stop saying that maybe Memphis is solid? Maybe Memphis has got a tournament hope? I don't think so. And I think they could potentially lose this game outright today, my friends. But we don't need them. We don't need them to do that. We just need them to not cover. And I don't think they even come close, my friends. Because, you know, I brought some trends. Memphis, 4-10-1 against the number of the last 15 overall. 2-5-1, their last 8 as a home favorite. 3-10-1 against the number of the last 14 as a favorite overall. And 1-4 against the number of the last 5 games following an ATS win. Big letdown spot coming up here for Memphis because the Green Wave, 5-0 against the number of the last 5 overall. 4-0 against the last 4 following an ATS win. They are 4-1, their last 5 against the number uh, as an underdog. 4-1 against the number of the last 5 as a road dog. They're great in the middle of the week. 4-1 against the number, last five Wednesday games, 4-1 ATS, last five on the road, and not to mention 4-1 ATS, last five road games versus a team with a winning straight-up home 
record. My friends, you know what a warrior is by this point in time. They cover, they battle, they fight, they scrap. No matter what position you find them in, they take care of business. And it just so happens that the Tulane Green Wave are right in that damn spot here today, my friends. So, partner, I digress. Anything else you got on the Green Wave? Plus 10. Not any more than you, uh, or not anything that you didn't lay down, my man. Biggest thing for me is that uh, Memphis trend after an ATS win, man. Um, it, when some, when they just are overvalued when you see them putting those uh, W's together, my man. And it's only mm. two straight wins in this conference. Uh, you can miss me with that, man. I think that's Fugazi as hell. And this Tulane team keeps getting so undervalued, dude. Ooh, and I, I maybe this is the last time they get undervalued like this. I don't know, but I think we still got more than enough points of value on this one. Not to mention four and two against the number last six meetings against the Memphis Tigers. Yeah. All about it. There you go. Wednesday Warrior, the Tulane Green Wave plus ten. Now you know, we don't just give you a straight play. You know, we like to have a little extra juice, too. We got to get a little plus money poly action going on. So here we go. You see it. Perfect timing right by my dome. The parlay pop off, my friends. Leg number one. We add the Tulane Green Wave plus the 10. Absolutely love it. Then we turn our attention to the legendary Riley R. Mags Magnuson for his second leg. The Golden State Warriors plus one and a half. And then we turn the attention back to me for leg number three. And we are going to the under 142.5 in Xavier against Seton Hall. And you parlay all three of those bad boys up together, and you are getting plus 568 odds. The last time I checked, well over a 5-1 to one odds payout. You know the drill, a little $10 make you holla, get you a nice fresh $60 full payout at the end of this evening. But hey, who am I? What do I know? Oh, that's right. You need to hammer in the Wednesday Warrior and the parlay pop-off right here, right damn now. Partner, anything else you got, sir? No, sir, absolutely not. I absolutely love it, dude. I have no questions, no qualms. Okay, no questions, no qualms, no quarries. So we continue to steam right down the tracks. Let's keep it moving. Uh, We'll just recap everything for you guys here right now, right now, live and prime time. So let me get everything set up over here. You know, producer Cole, maybe one of these here days we'll have a uh, producer help us out with this shit and we can just be ready to rock and roll. I say, all right, now it's time to recap. And they just automatically fucking do it. But hey, for now... We grind. We, we, we wear multiple hats, and yeah. uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. So there you go. Now we're set. All right, after a little bit of a glitch, a little bit of a weird nonsense, we're set. So my friends, rip out your sports books, your pens, pencils, paper, or whatever mode, means, or method. You utilize to take stock of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day because, as I say that, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day are now live on your screen for this beautiful... February the 9th, 2022. Got to make a little slight adjustment so we don't cut some shit off, but here we are. Please turn your attention directly next to me, the top left portion of your screen. If you're listening, open those ear holes wide for Armag's picks of the day. He's got two coming at you. He has taken the Golden State Warriors plus three and a half. Is fine with the plus one and a half. If it does flip to favored money, take the money line. And on the college basketball hardwood, he has taken the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets plus nine. Cool with it all the way down to plus seven and a half. Opposite side of your screen, right top portion my 
best bets of the day. Three coming at you. We're taking the George Mason Patriots once again this week, plus one and a half. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights, plus two and a half. And Xavier against Seton Hall, under 142 and a half. In between us, you see the first of the two special plays, the Wednesday Warrior. It is the Tulane Green Wave. And below that, the Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off. Add the Tulane Green Wave in correlation with our mags. Warriors, plus two, plus three and a half, plus one and a half, wherever the hell it's at. Just make sure you add it into there. Again, if it's favored money, put it on the money line. And then the final leg, Xavier against Seton Hall, under 142 and a half. One more time, paying out over five to one odds. I see six straight plays that you will play for one unit or whatever you can afford, be who you can afford to be in one special play that you will play for one half unit or one quarter unit, whatever you can afford at the current present moment that are going straight to the pay window and bankrupting every damn book on this marketplace. But before they can do that, we need you to. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's DTL crew best bets of the day that are clearly primed for ticket cashing in and whatever the current best line is on you. Favorite sports book. Oh, baby. All right, dude. Had to switch it up, get the money line dice uh, court. Uh, well, you know, whatever like the spot like of that. money like this. Where are we? Is what I'm trying to say. I like that. Uh, where are we? Well, I know we're in Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're in Chicago, live of live from Chicago, Illinois. Sure, sure. Um, Name of the Coliseum would oh, be oh, right that. cut off at the top there. Uh, uh perfectly cut off there. Yeah. Almost put like a cheesy ass mm-hmm. little fucking just like red mm-hmm. box. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know off the top of my head. Gill Coliseum, G I L L, Gill. Gill Coliseum, yeah, like a like a one or, or yep, hundred percent, yep. Okay, for they sure. They got a got fish you, head got outside, uh, just a do, beaver and a fish hanging out. That's what they got going on. Do they really? Are you, no. are you fucking around? Oh wow! Well, <laughs> no, don't don't do that to guy. me, bro. I think it's after. Hey, you started it. I it was after a guy. All right. Well, hey, Corvallis, Oregon. Speaking about starting it, let's get into. <laughs> Today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. You see it there. You saw it on the screen. Now you see it in your ticker. It is the Cal Golden Bears against the Oregon State Beavers. This game should be absolutely disgusting now. Uh, maybe the dice are out because I just, I don't know what's going on here, but I just caught my pin with my legs and was able to, I mean, it, it, there's great vibes going on on this side of the screen is what I'm telling you here right now, my friends. Now, I'll get it all written down. I'll get everything ready to rock and roll, but we do need some details, partner. Cause so, yep. could you be so kind as to indulge us? What's happening with this matchup? All righty, my man. You said it. This is gonna be nasty. This is uh, possibly a contender for the worst Power Five conference matchup that you could put together this Ugh. year. That is not an understatement. We've got Oregon State coming in at three and seventeen straight up, one and nine in Pac-12 play, and Cal. 9 and 15 straight up, 2 and 11 in Pac 12 play. The bottom of the barrel in the Pac 12, a conference that has not been very good this year. The Beavs, old Beaver Nation, minus one at home. Are they uh, on the uh, on the spread? Minus 115, I do believe here. Minus 120, excuse me, on the money line. Uh, and Cal at plus 100. Over under 132 and a half. Uh, bets and money splits. Looks like Cal getting the bets. 60% of bets, 83% of money partner. So, uh, I have absolutely no idea. We've been staying out of the Pac-12. We sure as hell wasn't touching this bad boy with a 10-foot pole, but the dice uh, the dice had uh, different thoughts than we did, my friend. Live on set. Little uh, Moneyline Dice AM- ASMR for you. <laughs> ASMR for you here on this beautiful Wednesday. That's right. We don't have a damn clue. 
I made a staunch promise that I would stay out of the Pac-12. For some reason, I could stick to that promise, but not the damn ACC. I don't know what, uh, I don't know why I couldn't, but I digress. I am not going to get involved with this one. Oh, I will probably get involved with this one, per what the Moneyline dice say, but I ain't got no, no opinions. Throw the dice all over. Hold on. Son of a bitch. Okay, we got it. We're set. We're ready to rock and roll. First roll of the day. Excuse me. Salud. Are we going to the home team? Oregon State Bees. Are we going to the way team? California Golden Bears. I want to say Colorado. I don't know why I want to say Colorado. California Golden Bears. Are they Golden Bears or just the Bears? I believe officially Golden Bears. Yeah, officially Golden Bears. Okay, either way. Don't matter. It's not the price of corn. What does matter? Are we going home or are we going away? I don't know. Neither does Mags. We soon find out in three, in two, in one. Away team! Okay. Away team. Cal actually won this matchup back in uh, December 2nd, 73-61. Okay. So, second roll of the day. Are we going to the plus money poly on the money line or just getting a nice little point, maybe helping us with the push or really not even uh, worth anything when you're just getting a point? But, hey, who knows? I don't know. Neither does Mags, but the all-knowing, ever-present, ever-powerful money line dice certainly does. And I tell you that they tell us in three, in two, in one. Money line. All right. Money line. Money line. So unofficially, the California Golden Bears money line. Now, as always, the wild card roll. Are we going to be doubling down? Are we going to need to re-roll? Possibly. Are we going to the total over under? I haven't a clue. Neither does Mags. I haven't the slightest hinkling. I wish I did, but I know that this die does, and it will soon tell us in three. In two. In one. Over! All right, 132 and a half. Over. What did it finish last time? Uh, 134 is it what it finished at last time. The books have no idea. They're just <laughs> home team favorite total right where it was last time. Sure. Nobody knows shit. The dice have <laughs> spoken! Nobody knows shit, but the dice aren't nobody. The dice are inanimate, non-living, non-breathing human beings, so I bet you believe your ass they might know something, so you better lock in right here, right now. No questions, no qualms, no quarries. The California Golden Bears on the money line. And the over, 132 in their matchup with the Oregon State Beavers tonight. Thank, Thank you, guys. Okay. Hello. You hear no bitching out of me. I'm with yeah. it. All right, let's rock and roll. Two and one on the week. Again, full disclosure, everybody. Two and one on the week. If you're riding them, we are positive. So there you go. There you have it. We'll go Cal Moneyline. And it is 132, partner. I said that, right? Yeah, 132 and a half. Oh, 132 and a half. Okay, sorry. 132 and a half. Uh, looks a lot. Oh, yeah, it held pretty firm. So, yeah, it hasn't gone anywhere yet. So there you go. There you have it. Today's Moneyline dice roll of the day. Okay, partner, partner, pal. Let me get this uh, this sucker dog off the screen here. As I'm, uh, you know, getting our kind guest that uh, just joined us, a little more ASMR for you. Getting all them put away, getting myself situated on the uh, opposite side of the screen here. It's time to get into the second half of the show, so I ask you, good sir, anything been burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 220, not confused, uh, to be confused with 420 for you uh, fellow vitamin enjoyers out there, on this beautiful February the 9th, 2022. 
All right, my man. Wildcard Wednesday. Just a random. I got. I got some randomness. Uh, like jumping all over die. the damn. Hey, like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Just uh, shooting the shit here. Got a bunch of random. Love it. Shit. Nothing crazy going Love on. It. Um, let's see where we can kick it off. I was looking at honestly through some trending, the non-bullshit type trending stuff. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's mm -hmm. fucking National Pizza Day. You know how that means to, what that means to me, dude. Mm. Any yeah, uh, yes, yes, give I me do. your straight up like favorite toppings, and then uh, maybe an out of the box. Would not really on your uh, standard pepperoni sausage type shit. So you fucking like point blank period. You go to a joint. You get fucking sausage, green peppers, and mushrooms. If a fucking if a joint fucks up a sausage, G pep, and mushy pizza, they ain't doing shit right. Like the period period. Good old Italian joint. They don't. The fucking the green peppers aren't too crazy. They're not. No. Nope. The, the 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 mushroom slides right in on underneath, and then you get that nice little tickle in your taint, if you will, or that nice little oh. Italian snossage. <laughs> you know, little 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 tickle. That Italian snossage comes about. through. Hey, those are my those. That's my holy trinity. Sometimes sometimes I get a little wild, throw a little extra onion on there, but most of the time I like those three distinct flavors with mozzarella on a za. Just fucking. But. If you said wild too, so I, before I like kick it back to you, I like some anchovies. I'm crazy. Really, I love okay. anchovies on a pizza. I really fucking do. Uh, I like anchovies as regular in general. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not scared of them at all. Um, but I like doing a little minced garlic on there. Uh, chicken's always a good little little topping. Always a big fan of a good barbecue chicken za. Good barbecue oh, chicken za or. Or maybe a good breakfast za. Like, hey, I know, you know you motherfuckers don't come from around my parts, but down there, we got the old Casey's General Store. Motherfuckers yep. talk a lot. Hey, 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 listen up and look me dead in the eyes. Motherfuckers talk a lot of shit about my Casey's General Store. Motherfuckers <laughs> need to go over to doggone Casey's, stop talking all that shit, see what the fuck I'm talking about. Now, hey, nice little slice. Now, hey, you got to experience. You at Bloomington Normal, you got to check it out. But a nice piece of some breakfast za with a little cheese and a little egg, a little Italian sausage, get a little tickle in the back there. I'm telling oh. you. One hell of a slice of pizza. That's why you're I would not say, wrong, dude. But eh, ooh, one final, one final popped yeah, into yeah. my head. Like a good uh, caprese, little mozzarella, tomato, okay. shit like that. Maybe something a little lighter. That's where my okay. head goes. How about okay. you, dude? As far as Casey's, uh, I actually I don't think I ever had it when we were down at school. They built one uh, not too far from my house, like uh, three years ago or something. And then uh, then we had a couple up that up there. But uh, I got Casey's also, real quick. I'll, I'll remember that. Go ahead. Your breakfast uh, breakfast pizza from there. Casey's I haven't gotten in a long time, but dude, they're like pepperoni and bacon pizza. The way they put their so bacon on there, greasy. oh my oh, god, it's greasy as hell. Dripping with grease. <laughs> it's oh, good, it's the dude. best. It's the best. I'll raise what you said. I like what you said. Not a. I don't dislike green pepper. Not in love. I, I'm a big sausage green olive guy. My family's Ooh. been a big sausage and green olive guy. Ooh. And over the last two years, dude, huge banana pepper. I'm a pizza guy. Uh, as yeah. long as you're not getting Always. from like the chains, Always. like Domino's, Pizza Hut, uh, Papa John's, if those banana peppers. Yeah, uh, Always. Probably miss it on the on the chain restaurants, but if sure. you're making it yourself or going to a legit spot, do banana peppers and mushrooms. Not the same necessarily, but like pepperoni mm. mushroom for sure there. Outside of the box, I'm with you, dude. I've been making uh, barbecue chicken pizza every once in a while, and I did. I don't remember. I told you I did the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Does they like sell their sauces now? And I saw Caribbean jerk, um, and it, a little bit of a kick if uh, you're uh, not up to up to par with the spiciest of the spicy, which I am not. But uh, that was, <laughs> dude, it was good. It was, it oh, was yeah. burning my mouth, but it was good. Caribbean jerk with some chicken and bacon, dude. It was good. But yeah. outside of that, dude, what was uh, your other Casey thing? 
So when I was working for uh, the Green Machine, shout out Enterprise Rent a Car. Um, we it's it was, a sidebar that tweet you had from two years fucking ago, electric, uh, fucking electric, fucking killed me. Fucking electric. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, did, I lost my shit when I came across it too. I was like, oh dude, I have to fucking post this. This is fucking great. I was probably so pissed oh. off cleaning a fucking car somewhere. Like fuck. Either way, this was during COVID, so yeah, they had they had laid me off and they brought me back. And what we were doing, we were what they call running traffic. And I'm fucking letting fucking Iraq secrets out here. But basically, there's a facility about 30 minutes away from my apartment. And what we would do is we'd take them. I mean, there were hundreds and thousands of cars. Like, you would shit your pants if you saw the fucking stock they had out there. And we'd be running them to either a branch or maybe a dealership bought it or maybe it needed serviced or whatever. And, I mean, I'm telling you, I'd go all the way up to fucking top of tip top of wisconsin all the way down to joliet all the way over to fucking crown point indiana over to woodstock i mean we were covering miles and miles and miles so we always like to stop if we can fucking stop we know ah, we're on the road let's let's hey everybody pull into this fucking gas station here up here we'll get some stuff we'll get back on the road whatever well we had just dropped off a bunch of shit and I was always the chase van. I, was, I fucking loved it. I would I'd uh, drive that big, like, 12-seater van and just be cooking at 80, 90 down there. It was the best thing in the world. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> and so I had scooped everybody up from, uh, from the dealership, and we're cooking along, cooking along, and all of a sudden I see a Casey's, like, maybe half a mile up the road. And I go, holy right. shit, there's a Casey's? And my buddy Jack, shout out Jack McMahon, if you're watching, if you're uh, tuning in at any point in time. I know he pops in every once in a while. Um, he went to Iowa. He, he was uh-huh. Iowa Hawkeye. And yeah. Iowa, Casey's General Store, big over in Iowa, oh, yeah. big over there. Probably big. And he, he goes, he goes, <laughs> how the fuck do you know about Casey's? You went to Illinois State. I said, bro, I come from Bumblefuck nowhere. That is the place to eat where I come from, my friend. He goes, dude, breakfast pizza? I was like, it's 10 o'clock. You've never said anything sweeter to me, bro. We fucking ran in there, me and him, two slices of za each running out. Everybody's like what the fuck are you guys doing right now? And like just so caught off guard that we ran into this gas station and come out with just this breakfast pizza. <laughs> We're like, dude, you guys have to try it. You guys got to try it. We put on our whole bus on to Casey's breakfast pizza. I'm telling you, people sleep on it, man. People sleep on it so much. And I just don't know why. Like it's so good and so it's greasy. Good. And it's just, I love it. Also, other pizza, you can't get it. You can't get it up here. It's only in Southern Illinois. It's It's literally only in Southern Illinois. And it is... My favorite pizza. My, there's no pizza that beats it. It's called Monocles. I I know you've probably oh. seen it down in um, down in fucking Bloomington, but yeah, they dude, don't I, fucking. Don't have dude, it I love it's Monocles. My it's my we favorite. had so I grew up. We had one in the Rockford area. It closed when I was like a teenager. No fucking shit. heartbreaking, dude. I loved it. Monocles, they, uh, my favorite. Pepperoni. Order a fucking pepperonis oh. with a fucking family pleaser. Come with the French and ranch. You fucking get an extra side of French and just dump it all over. Oh my dude. god. And then, oh yeah. And then my brother the went to U of the I. They had one down there. We would always. I would <sighs> insist on going there. And then uh, I. I mean, we had that in Bloomington. Uh, it was just a, it's just a little too expensive for a, a college. Yeah. College. Kid, yeah, it's spot, like honestly. it's the top of the line for sure. But like sometimes, if hey, maybe I had a good uh, good Saturday on tips, fucking on the way home, I had to pass that bad boy, so I get a little individual pleaser, a little fucking supreme individual, little black olive instead of green, go a little wild, and then maybe a little half order of pepperonis, little three. Oh, dude, dude, and dude, then you man. always got to get a bottle of French. I mean, their French is just. It's 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 next level. Their French oh, yeah. is off the charts, man. Oh man, it's we just something about that pizza that you can just crush and crush Maybe. and crush and never stop. I wonder how much you do it. I, I can't tell you how heartbreaking yeah. it was. Like they came to Rockford, it was like, oh my gosh, they bought monocles here, and then they fucking took it away after like five years. It just didn't. I wonder. <laughs> I don't I wonder know how why. much it is to franchise one of them fuckers. 
Well, yeah, write, write that bad boy down. Oh, you better believe I've already written it and double started, my friend. And we'll see what the fuck's going on here. TTL crew oh, invest in a monocles. TTL monocles, and we turn it into just a sports gambling monocles. Hey, man, I mean, I'll be, hey, monocles, shout out. Uh, Might have just had the fucking idea of the century. And then also we sell we sell NFTs out of the back of the monocles. Dude, I'm telling you, it's just it's all coming together. It's all coming together. I love it, dude. Let's go. National Pizza Day. Also, shout out uh, Chefty Pizza. That's I said, NFT. They're uh. Their new NFT coming out right now with um, Chef Spike and um, ah fuck guys that guys that I've been watching on Food Network because you know me how much I love to cook and like I, yeah. I, I've been cooking since I was five six years old and I get involved in the NFT space and one of our like kind of not confidants but kind of like a side group they they, they 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 it's all filled with these Food Network stars and they're creating their own NFT so shout out Chefty Pizza check that out on National Pizza Day what do you know about that how about it okay what else um, you got. What else we got here? Uh, I don't know if this maybe will also spur a conversation. Interesting uh-huh. combo, dude. Uh, Mad Dog Russo, uh, legend in the sports radio game, correct? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agrees to uh, appear weekly on Wednesdays with Stephen A. on first take. How about that for a pairing, dude? <laughs> I, you and I talk a lot of shit about that show, but... And I imagine that's going to be extremely, extremely cringeworthy TV, but I at least am curious to see that dynamic. I don't even know where to really be. What? They're just trying to find a legend. Stephen a, which, Le- that's not well, here's it, the thing. Here's weekly. the thing. Here's the thing. You can't find one for him because the moment, I'm sorry, dude, like I don't throw shade at many motherfuckers, but I have never, like, toxic negative, venom-spewing, disgusting, and just up on top, everybody, woohoo, here we go. And, like, I don't know the last person I've heard say, damn, Stephen A is just the fucking guy. He is the guy. I mean, you know, I know it's joking and funny, but motherfuckers within ESPN say people have SA syndrome, and that's Stephen A syndrome because they just can't shut the fuck up and listen to people's ideas and thoughts. And I'm not trying to talk shit about him, but I mean, what? no wonder they got to go find somebody who's been a radio legend for five decades for crying out loud, never been on TV. Like, come on. Come on. 100%. Well, speaking of that, I kind of, I, I didn't know if you're going to go that way, but it lead me into, did you see yesterday, uh, they had JJ Redick on. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. He essentially, not a fully like, oh my gosh, JJ Redick called him out, but essentially for lack of a better term, like kind of called him on maybe not I the would. negativity aspect of it yesterday because jj's jj's is a real dude man i've grown yeah, so much respect for him as a media person especially after retirement is great. Yeah. yeah oh Hell he's yeah. a great dude Hell if you don't yeah. listen to jj reddick maybe you hated him for what he was or where he was at duke that's fine i get it yeah. but i promise you'll you'll become a fan but essentially like the question that was posed to him was who has more pressure right now lebron or kd and he's like neither of them do like all the pressure that is on them is by them like all the pressure is coming from here. You're creating a narrative. And like, he literally like essentially called them out. And Stephen A was kind of like, <laughs> I don't imagine we're going to see JJ on that show too many more times. No. if he keeps doing that because that's typically imagine. not the, yeah, but yeah, essentially he's I mean, like, you're creating this narrative for them. And the pressure is that they, create I mean, and for there's themselves like, is themselves. And there's like, you ain't got haters. You ain't doing it right. Right. But there's a right. difference between like, you just got a bunch of fuck sticks, like just throwing shade at you. And versus somebody who like, does a motivation minutes every single day and tries to spread positivity and be a light in this world. And like, I can't even, like, I can't even allow that show to come on. Like I just, I, I, cause I watch get up and it segues right into get up and I just hear it. And like, I have to, like my remote is right here. I scramble as fast as I can to shut it off, dude. Like I just, 
I can't fucking listen to it. It, it, it puts me in a bad spot. Like, I, Dude, I don't I understand how people, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I've never heard one person say, oh, boy, first take's got to come on. We got to be on there. We got to be ready to rock and roll. Like, I've never heard of, maybe that's why it's at fucking 9 o'clock on weekdays. Like, nobody watches the damn thing. I don't know. It's, I don't it's, know. it's well, those type of conversations are so unnecessary, and I get they have to do something because they're around for two, three hours a day. But, I mean, I, told, I, I used to tell you and my old job, we used to, it was a job where uh, there was TVs around. Come nine o'clock, it would be peaceful as hell. Just a nice start to your morning, and all of a sudden nine o'clock, and all of a sudden you just hear screaming, and it's just like, uh, what is this? Like, stop! It's too early for this. I don't get yeah. it. I don't Moving get it, on. and I'll be yeah, move on because I I don't like to I don't like to throw shade. And, and what Stephen A. does, he's he's a great journalist. He fucking sure. he's put in the work. He's got the time. He does his it. But hey, man. That 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 whole shit, like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right, dude. Like the narrative start. Like I'm not all narratives start with him, but the uh, the the narratives that have become are, are derived from that style, essentially. So, yeah. and and it's the style that I, I just that. it's not for me, dude. Hundred uh, percent. As far as so, I was looking at a lot of trending stuff, and I'm glad that that we led into what JJ said. If you didn't see it, go check it out. But um, another well, one that was trending that I'm was weird, and obviously I just have to bring it up because it's uh, close to you. Carlos Sobrano was trending this morning. Big uh, Z. Not trending, trending, but like sports. Maybe it was just in your area or something Except like my that. Boy. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And it was just like a random like one of those things on a slow day where some random like social media thing starts picking up. But I maybe you can uh, tell us. It was something along the lines of like, who's your favorite team's like starting pitching rotation of all time or something like that. And every Cubs fan had Zambrano. Dog, dog, throw me fucking. Zambo, I I had a fucking like a fucking fifteen by twenty Zambo fucking picture uh, poster yeah, in my in dude, my room I, growing up as a kid. I fucking loved Big Z, bro. I and then he fucking so much, he'd get in the fucking box and then snap a fucking pine over his knee like oh fucking Big Z, bro. And then give me um Killer K, Kerry Wood, uh, yeah. that'd be my number two. Greggy G or, or Greggy M, Greg Maddox, I would take him number three. Mainly because I, I got I, I not ties to Maddox, but like he holds a special place in my heart. What I I used to have a Maddox jersey, and it was the, f- the first time I ever wore a Maddox jersey, and I caught a home run ball from Derek Lee, so it was really fucking cool. So oh, like, yeah. and it was the same day Maddox pitched. Like it was, it was just it was all meant to be. It was the greatest thing on the planet. Um, and then Did you say Pryor? Yeah, no, I didn't say it, but that was I was, he was going to okay. be yes. Yeah. So Mark Pryor, Mark Pryor is with he's a pitching coach somewhere. Somewhere. I think you're right. I don't know for sure I, where. I don't remember where. But, yeah, those is. those would be my four bangers. And then pull um, – mm, I think it's been a good fucking reliever. I don't know. But, yeah, those four for sure. Like, you, you can't like even Hendricks argue. would be an under-the-radar one yeah. for you guys maybe. Well, yeah, I guess if you're looking like here recent times, yeah, for sure. Like Hendricks. And then, like, if you go back further, like – Definitely Fergie Jenkins, like old Ferg. Ferg's my fave out of uh, forever and ever and ever. Also, um, I think who else we might have had. I don't know, but yeah, dude, that told oh my gosh, that takes me down memory lane, dude. Like just falling in love with Cubs baseball back then, and like that fucking like just like had such a dominant team and knew we were never going to the fucking yeah. World Series. <laughs> Damn it, dude. Damn it, we could have done it so many times that team. I mean, dude, we had a squad. Moises Alou, fucking Aramis Ramirez, fucking Ryan Terrio, bro. Ryan Terrio was one of the sickest utility players. Oh, my gosh. Derek Lee, fucking, um, uh, who was the fucking, um, Gio Soto. Oh, my gosh, dude. That, <laughs> that around that time, dude. Kosuke Fukudome. Like, oh, dude, pfft. that fucking, that was a squad, and we couldn't get it done, dude. Fuck me, they had a squad. Soriano. Yeah. 
I mean, you've got more pitchers that you can. I mean, well, for me, it's like I had like a ten-year period of just fucking misery on my side of things, dude. So I've got a few for sure, and obviously, I've got a lot of hitters that I love. But as far as pitching, dude, it's like Mark Burley, Chris Sale, maybe Lucas Giolito right now, and then I mean, the whole 2005 staff was Mm. sick, but it was like not like they had an extended career. So John Garland, throw that in there. A lot of people probably don't even know his name. Obviously, you do, but damn, totally forgot. Started off that season like nine and zero. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Mark Pryor, uh, Dodgers pitching. Uh, ah, pitching that's staff. right. I knew it was a big team. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was a bigger team. And I, I didn't realize he was doing that well over there as mm-hmm. a pitching coach, man. He, he's going to get some looks in the future, I think. Shit, yeah, with all the fucking, with the, with the, the rotation he's got out there. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, hell yeah. <sighs> I'm getting excited for baseball, uh, dude. The more we talk about it, bro. Stop I, talking I, us around. Dude. I know, dude. I need some Kentucky bluegrass, some fucking brats, and some beer in my life, and a fucking sound of some sweet pine against a nice little ball, my friend. All right, gun to your head, early team, not including our teams, to watch that you're excited to watch or think they're going to have a chance to go along with this year. I want to know what the fucking Angels do this year, dude, because mm-hmm. they, they had a great squad. Like, fuck, they had a great squad. I really want to know getting what the Trout hell back. they do. Yeah, getting Trout back. Um, Shohei, I mean, I'm just, I'm God. really, I'm really need interested to fill out that to damn pitching staff, dude. They really do. I mean, yeah, you can't bank on Shohei back. Because <laughs> if you got those forth. two guys putting up MVP numbers again and you miss the playoffs, like, what are we do it, man, because that's what it's been. Mike so, Trout is the best player in the damn world, unless you think Shohei is. Obviously, you can make that argument now, but if they got two of the best players in the damn world and they miss the playoffs. That's what know, I'm man. saying, man, especially with happen. Trout coming back. Oh, speaking of Trout, did you see that kind of like scuffle he had on the internet with uh, that like youth baseball program? It, was, it, it wasn't really so. a scuffle, but it was, it was just kind of funny. So like... There was, I didn't like get too deep into the rabbit hole, but there was like a video of Mike Trout. I think he was in the batting cages or something. I don't know what it was. And this, but you couldn't tell it was him. And this fucking like youth clinic, I don't fucking know. It was like something, something baseball. I don't know, some stupid, whatever. And like this four paragraph deal about, um, I want line drive hitters, uppercut hitters, bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And just was like going on this whole fucking rant about uppercut hitters. And we obviously know Mike Chot, that's how he fucking swings. So what? Right. Some guy right underneath that was just like, you do know that is at Mike Trout, right? And the, the uh, instantaneously comes right back and goes, did not, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and, and that was it. <laughs> and right underneath like Mike Trout, he just like did the, hmm, like three huh. of those looking at him. And then maybe a day goes by and like you didn't really see anything. And then uh, he has this like whole care package spread out in the batting cage. Like all his like Hickory, Hickory Pine or Hickory, whatever the hell his brand is. Mike Trout's and it's like five different shirts, a couple sweatshirts, a bat, some batting gloves. I mean, all this fucking shit. And he tags this page and he goes, hey, send me an address. I want to hook you guys up. Appreciate the engagement, yada, yada, yada. So it's like <laughs> fucking Mike Trout oh, yeah. is such a cool fucking dude, bro. But it was just like this brought that into my head. It was out of nowhere. It just it randomly happened. I just like That's saw funny. some guys talking about it. But yeah, dude, Angels under the radar for sure. Uh, athletics under the radar for sure. Very interesting. The Rangers, they do. I'm blank. I'm drawing a blank on who they've added, but I know the Rangers added a bunch of pieces. They're good. That, that, that whole division is going to be scrappy. Mariners, Mariners. I'm very interested too, my friend. I mean, that that division is going to be scrappy as fuck, dude. Well, dude, the Blue Jays missed the play. I mean, I, I'm sure there's going to be a popular pick as far as who's going to have a big sure. improvement. The Blue sure. Jays, the Blue Jays though finished the season the first sixty. I don't remember exactly what it is. However, any was they weren't playing at home, dude. And mm. the second they started having home games, they Cooked. started looking like Cooked. a legitimate team. So. So I think that uh, they, I think that's probably my pick to win that whole AL East division, man. 
Yeah, I like the Blue Jays to make some noise this year for sure. Um, I mean, obviously I'm biased to that rotation and Chris Flex and everything there in Seattle, but fuck, I love Seattle too. They got a great I know. Lineup. Do we think that's going to be like similar? Because they were, as far as money makers for Profitable as shit. I think so. I wonder so. if it's going to be the same. I think so, man. Especially, especially. I mean, the legend rides on. As far as I'm concerned, I, I mean, I didn't write, I didn't take the time to write a whole blog yeah. about the man for no damn reason. I mean, <laughs> right. as far as I'm concerned, this shit keeps rocking and rolling. So, 100. Man, we got to get us worked up for baseball and ready to rock and roll, dude. Seriously, Fred, man, dumbass, can you figure your shit out over there in the league office? Like, can we just, can we just come to terms with some stuff here? Because I'd really like to watch some baseball here in the next couple months. Sure would, sure would. But yeah, dude, it's. I mean. As we roll on here, I'm really starting to to really agree with we're going to be missing spring training. Like, ah, hundred percent. Or and they'll probably have to have because I think they have. I mean, I guess they don't have to, but they always try to do the couple times that they've had delayed seasons for whatever reason. They gotta get like some type of practice training, right. spring training type bullshit too. So that who knows if that's going to be in April. So or then it's May a fucking shortened season. Then they do that whole bullshit again. And that's just, oh my gosh, like it was so nice to have last year in the All Star break yeah. and all the good stuff, man. Like it was what? just. It was top. Like we haven't notch. even we haven't even uh, gotten all the way through free agency signings and whatnot too. Like, there's a lot of guys that are still free agents right now, dude. Big time, big time. Well, we'll uh, keep you guys updated. Hopefully, uh, sooner rather than later, we'll get some MLB updates that we'll actually be able to hit the uh, hit the diamond again. But for now, we digress. What's next, partner? That's most of what I got, man. Last thing was uh, just trade deadline, NBA uh, today and tomorrow. I'm probably going to see a lot of news. The world was yeah. uh, set ablaze yesterday by what the Kings did, dude. I don't know what the hell they are doing, Selling man. the farm. Selling uh, the farm, boy. It's just the wrong. I mean, that is the farm, essentially. <laughs> and uh, It was a horrible move, dude. I don't even need to get down a rabbit hole. It was just a miserable yeah. trade for them, dude. So stupid. Yeah, you know, you ain't, you know, I ain't the right guy to be talking to about this. If you got any input, you're the one to dish it out because I ain't got no fucking input on no damn NBA trade deadline. I don't give a damn about the NBA. <laughs> it's just like they, <laughs> they are trying. You ain't getting no the back team and needs forth to me. move to Vegas, dude. The team needs to move to Vegas. Sacramento is the small market. No free yeah. agents are signing there, and the organization doesn't know what the hell they do. And the dude's 21 years old in his second season, and he's already. The most, one of the most efficient players on both ends of the floor, and they and have four years of control over him, and they traded a tournament for a twenty-six, seven-year-old with two years of control. No disrespect to Sabonis, but now Great. Sabonis is in a spot where he doesn't fit well under the team. Yeah. Oh my! Like, God. like that? Yes, yeah, Sabonis doesn't. Yes, yeah, Sabonis doesn't even look good. Okay, now that 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 I can talk a little bit about. Yes, yeah, Sabonis doesn't look good at all in a Sacramento Kings jersey. Like that is not that's not the team for him. That's not the team at all. Well, the like part of what is his uh uh what has made him successful as an offensive scorer is that he's got, you know, on on Indiana they had three-point shooters that they can spread the floor with and he's a solid passer. He can't, he's not a three-point shooter, so you either double him and he's got wide open shooters or you don't uh double him and he's got good looks. The Kings just traded away their three-point shooters, so it's not like—and De'Aaron Fox isn't a three-point shooter. They don't have it. They, oh, it's going to be such a miserable, miserable yeah. showing. And you tweeted it out from the uh, Talking the Line page, I believe, the poster that Nas Reed threw down, Ooh. and then, then a quick steal right after. <laughs> it's going to be a dumpster fire for a long time in Sacramento, dude. Oh, it was disgusting, man. I mean, just absolutely obliterated the young man. It wasn't even—it wasn't even fair. Oh, I condolences yeah, to the fan base, sure. dude. Like, I would honestly, like, that has to be in the argument of the four major uh, sports in America for the hope, most hopeless fan base and franchise in the league. And I'm not even trying to be disrespectful. It's just, like, yeah, it's bad. It's small bad, market dude. and bad management, dude. Bad. So bad. 
Shaw Fields, my man, um, was just, uh, it was funny, as I just mentioned uh, Chifty Pizza, C-H-I-F-T-Y, they actually just, uh, they dropped some shit in their Discord, might be a big day with it being National Pizza Day, they might be giving away a lot of free Ooh, shit, so right. once I, uh, once I get into Twitter, I'll, uh, I'll, I, I have retweeted and, and liked some of their shit in the past, so I'll pop over there, I'll see what they got rocking and rolling, I'll put it on my Twitter so you guys can check it out, so, I mean, I, I try not to... I try not to overbear. Like, I know most people follow me for the sports and because and I post some funny shit from time to time or who knew, fucking knows why the hell you actually do. But so I don't try to, like, be overbearing about it because I know some people still, like, think it's a whole fucking, like, Ponzi scheme and all types of bullshit. But I, I promise you it's not. And I wouldn't be posting about it or wouldn't be as passionate as, uh, about the crypto and the NFT space as I am if it wasn't fucking real deal Holyfield shit and stuff that I think everybody needs to get involved with. I mean... Yeah, the Brew Crew, it's purely, that art is purely based to make you smile, make you laugh, make you look at it and be like, oh, what the hell is this goofy ass thing? Like, is this, is this a can? What what the? And it's got a boom box on it, but what the <laughs> hell is this thing? Like, it is purely for that, but the utility and what you find out. And and actually, I, uh, I, I know we got a couple, of, actually a good handful of listeners that are really into like the stock market and um, and stuff like that. And I actually... I read a really sweet post last night that just really put, and yep, I saved it, sick, um, that really put the NFT and the crypto market into just as far as just like stock terms. So think about it in this way, and maybe you'll start to kind of uh, start to kind of go down a rabbit hole. So NFTs are like the shares of a company. That's it. Projects are those companies. So when they talk about a project, that is the the entire collection of the NFT. You buy one of those NFTs, you get a share of the project, share of the company. The creators, the people who either started the project or the artist, whatever, those are the founders of your company. You got your DAOs, Decentral Autonomous Organizations, that I always talk about all the time, but that's management. And you say, how can you have autonomous management? Exactly. That's the whole point of these things. They're designed to run themselves giving power back to the people in a way, if you will. The collectors, me, anybody who likes an NFT, those are the shareholders. The JPEGs, the actual pictures you see, that's your certificate of a stock. How about that? The royalties that all these people make, that's the revenue. Your tokens, because they what they do, you hold an NFT, they'll make an additional token within that world that you can utilize. That's your dividends for you investing in this project. They give you an additional token. The utility, I always talk about it, brew crews, they're, what we're working on now is to be able to get early access to breweries all across the country, to get early access to all types of different stuff like that. That utility, that's the product. That's what this NFT offers. That's what they make. And then the community, it's free marketing. It's free marketing. And it's that is literally, it is literally new business. That is Web3 business at a very, very, very high level. Those are some key terms and shit if you get into the game that you're going to hear. But I was listening to Anthesis. Anthesis. I, 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 maybe I followed him. I think I might have followed him so I could tell you guys. But the dude, the dude was just spitting fucking fire. Yeah. And Anthesis Alpha Official. And that is A T H E I S E U S Alpha at Anthesis Alpha. And this dude was spitting straight fire and like just how how it's very easy. Like if you get in the game and like somebody sends you a DM and I've told you the story, my story, Mags, and I could have easily yeah. got scammed myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They send you a DM with all these flashing lights and fucking shit. And hey, you just got selected for a whitelist. Well, no other fucking like space in this world. Like if somebody like reaches out and say you like uh, one guy, you, you get into a DM and you want a spot, it feels pretty fucking legit, especially when you got into a community and all this shit. And man... 
I got so fucking lucky. I clicked into one of those things, started going down the track, and, and by the grace of God, I found out that it was a scam and all this type of shit without even really knowing it. And I mean, he was talking about that and how easy it is, and this guy fucking got scammed for 37 ETH without fucking knowing, $115,000, like... Yeah, like you just got to be careful, guys. If and if you get in, if you get in the game, there are like it is. They, they everybody says this right now. It is a wild west of crypto right now, and there are no rules. There's no regulations. There's nobody that can fucking tell you anything. That's why they're making all these DAOs because you can literally. It is literally a company by the people for the people for this fucking picture on a fucking like that, and and it's the wild west right now. And 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 I'm telling you, if your shit gets stolen, you lose that thirty seventh. There ain't nobody fucking call. There ain't nobody to cry to. There ain't no fucking help desk. There ain't nothing. So if you get into this game, it's, go slow. Sorry. Be easy. Go ahead. No, sorry to it's it would be like if you're on the street and you got a pocket full of five hundred dollars and someone snatches it and then uh, teleports somewhere else. That's yep. essentially what <laughs> instantaneously. <laughs> again. Yeah, Gone. instantaneously. There's no regulations. There's no shit. There's no nothing on it. So. Just be safe. Be careful. If you're going to get in, I, there's there's things that I can tell you. There's angles that I can tell you to look into. But another key thing they always say in the industry is do your own research. And honestly, you want at least a good 80 hours of preliminary research before you even buy into your first project. And like... And even before then, like you're 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 going to be constantly learning. You're going to be constantly growing. Like I swear, I get in a space every night. Like I didn't ever used to do space like this. And that's the coolest fucking part too. Like. It's just a bunch of people who share the same fucking thoughts and processes that you do. I promise, man. Like, I fucking, I hate Discord. I hate group chats. I hate all that bullshit. And I have a fucking blast. Anytime I hop in the cord, man, motherfuckers are high, bro. I'll be like, what up, bro, crew? Cap it, cap it. What the fuck up? And it's just so much fucking fun. And it's just, it's a blast. And like, just, just the in, in person, the IRL, the real life utilities and stuff that comes of it. I mean, I... We are we are at the precipice, and, and you guys are lucky enough because my dumbass can't stop talking about them. You guys get to hear about it, and we are so early, so early. Less than five percent of the world knows or owns an NFT. They are way bigger in Asia and Europe and Australia than they are even barely here. I promise you. I promise you. And it is going to be just like the dot com bubble. That bitch gonna keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this. If Ethereum drops through the floor for this week, you'll see a bunch of NFTs being scooped up. That's just gonna start going, and it's gonna start that process. It's just gonna start growing, and that bubble's gonna go, bubble gonna go, bubble gonna go, fucking oversaturated, skaboom, and then the Googles, the Amazons, the Dells, those companies start to find their way in this crazy, and bang, the NFT space, the metaverse, everything kind of falls into correlation. So. I love a meta girl inside a meta bird. She pulled me out of <laughs> earth like this. Hey, shout out Sammy Arianga, my guy. Follow him too. He's got uh he's a web three um web three artist. And uh I'm telling you, the NFT game is the dang most dangerous thing ever created for the uh labels. Most dangerous thing ever created for the labels. Mark my word. I promise you the music industry is about to be flipped on its fucking head. And there's only two percent, five percent of like the motherfuckers who like either fuck with Gary Vee or like have some type of financial background. He's like, hey, 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 y'all motherfuckers think about doing some shit like this. Like, hey, check it out. And like Gunna, he's doing it. Um, there's a few other guys that are coming out with their own stuff. I mean, for fuck's sakes, kids, come on, come on. The Super Bowl is giving you a free fucking NFT if you hold a ticket. 
No utility, no nothing. It's got nothing behind it. They're just giving you an NFT. Come on. Yeah, you know, probably nothing. Probably nothing. You probably shouldn't look into it. You should probably just forget it. You know, it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. I probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm probably just a dummy. So, yeah, probably nothing. What do I know? I digress, partner. <laughs> I could go for another two fucking hours. I, I, I love it oh, so yeah. much, man. I it's love good it so information, much. information, man. I think a lot of people are at least, like, interested in trying to figure out why, and I think you're helping with that. I truly do. Because so. it's, it, it's, and I appreciate that, man, because it is scary. And it's not, it's not a fucking low barrier to entry. Because, dog, you got to fucking have your Coinbase. And then you got to buy into Ethereum. And then you got to fucking have your shit transferred over to your MetaMask. What the fuck's a MetaMask? Yeah, that's right. You got to have a wallet downloaded for that shit to sit in. And then you got to have an OpenSea account. You got to connect those together. And then you got to buy it. You got to make sure you're not clicking on any fucking wrong links. You got to make sure you're going to the fucking Discord and clicking the right links and connecting with the community. I mean, it's not a low barrier to entry. I will promise you that. But once you're in it, it's fucking cake money. It's a blast right. once you're in it. It just takes a lot to actually fucking learn about it and to actually have some yones to fucking dive into it and and not uh, not do it the wrong way and get yourself fucked and lose a boatload of money. Right. So I digress, man. That's all I got. Hopefully uh, we'll see you joining the old C-bums here sometime soon. Wink, wink, yes, nod, nod. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Can't wait. How about... Uh... UFC news, uh, Izzy Adesanya just signed a uh, new multi-fight deal, my friend. He did uh, He did say he was going to be very active in 2022. He said he wanted to have at least three fights here in 2022, Ooh. so I'm hyped about that. Should be seeing uh, plenty of Izzy here, especially with it already being February, and he's saying three times, so we might Do you see think, him very he's, quick. That's this weekend he's fighting, correct? Yep, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we think, oh, he, do you think yeah. he, uh, do you think he takes another quick, shot no? at the... Came up quick oh, as fuck, sure. no? And, oh, and, and sure, Derek sure. Lewis tied two of us as the co-main. Like, that's just, like, that came up so that fast, is? no? That's oh the co-main. That's the co-main. That's the co-main, bro. That's, that Real is this hunt. card. That is UFC 271. That is this card. I don't know how, like, it just, I like... Think it's, like, Super Bowl and every and college compute. basketball is kind of just yeah. clouding everything, it honestly. Just, it just didn't compute. And then I, like, started watching the countdowns, and I'm like... Are you... Are you... Are you... I, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh, this is going to be absolutely electric. And I mean, the card is stacked. The card is stacked. They got four other city kickboxing guys on the fucking card. And anytime I, Oof. you know, dude, those, you know, I love you know, cards, I've said dude, this, I you know, it. I've said this, you know, I've key in on this. When the city kickboxing boys are on a card together, they fucking rake. And I think that's what we see. I think that's ah, what dude. we see. I can't wait. Well, okay, two questions. First of all, do you think is he, uh, if he's fighting three times, does he take another shot at moving up uh, a class to try and get that double belt? I think he will. Uh, that was just kind of like his uh, his little speed bump, his little stop pit stop yeah. on the road. He wanted to try it out, see what he could do. But he looks. If he wins thick. again tonight, he's he's essentially just dominated the entire division. Yeah, twice I mean, yeah, well, round, right? Yeah, Saturday, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did I say tonight? <laughs> yeah, oh, way. either way. But he looks thick, dude. I mean, he, he looks good, man. He posted a picture on his Instagram last night. Fucking, I like turtles. He was wearing these fucking turtle <laughs> turtle chubbies, and he was just fucking like in the middle of the train and just fucking glistening in the fucking the 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 gym light. And it was just like, good God, is he like? Yeah, that's the biggest you've looked in a while. Like he looks good, so. I think he. I think this is going to be a scrap and a half. I think this is going to be a five round war. I don't think he's going to catch Bobby Knuckles this time because I think we're going to see a, a new version of Bobby Knuckles. Unfortunately, we're going to see an entirely new version of Izzy too, and that is the worst case scenario for Bobby Knuckles, my friends, because a new. I don't know what a new version of Izzy looks like. I don't, but I firmly believe the man, and I know his mentality, and I've been following him enough on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter now for for for. I don't even know how long at this point. I've been following him long enough now that I know he is yeah. fucking. 
he's about that action boss man and anytime he steps in the cage you're gonna see a new evolved version of him i can't oh i can't wait, wait. i can't wait I am, and then goosebumps oh dude i'm telling you i'm telling you and then and then i saw uh in the mma community i've been kind of uh, getting my name around there following some new people and shit somebody posted this morning fucking it was that scene from scary movie where they're in the movie theater, and I can't think of the actress's name, but she's got the popcorn. She's like, oh, hell no! Oh, good lord! And she's just, like, freaking out the whole time, and then, like, somebody posted the caption. It was, like, me as soon as the first bell fucking rings for Tui Vasa and, and uh, Lewis on Saturday. <laughs> like, good god. Well, that was the second thing I was going to ask. Dude, those are two of my favorite fighters in the entire roster. I don't want it. I don't what do want I do? it. I know. What I do hate I do? it. I know. I hate do it. I just, I I it. How, how do I stay away? What do I do? I, hate I don't it. know. And the, and the worst part is somebody's going to sleep, bro. Somebody's going to sleep. Somebody's right. going to sleep. That's the worst part. Like, it's not going to be a five-round like, slugfest. Like, both these guys hate – or three-round slugfest. Both of them hate three-rounders. So, it's it, – yeah. Oh, but also, gosh. testament to Tui Vasa's mentality, bro. He has been training the shit out of his ground game and really, really? leveling himself up over this training camp, even though – is probably ain't even going to come close to the mat at any point in time. He has been really leveling himself up, and uh, it's top-notch. But Interesting. De- okay, uh, Derek has to run through him. Derek has wow. to run through him. I would have expected it's uh, – Lewis is minus 192 on the money line. He's going to win that fight. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think just because of, like, his track record and Ty not really – I mean, he's knocked out a few quality. Like, Greg Hardy, that last one was really fucking sick. Like, that was just, that was the best one yet, but mm, it's going to be tight. Uh, it's going to be tight. I don't, I don't want it. I honestly don't. As a UFC fan, I don't because I just love, I love both guys both so much. much. Yeah, honestly. I want to see a shoey, but I don't want to see a shoey at the cost of seeing Derek Lewis get his no, ass kicked. No, not at the cost of versa. Black Beast. Hell no. I don't want Vice versa. I don't oh. want to see Black. I don't want to see either one of them go sleep. But I, so, I promise you, somebody's going to sleep in this one. No, no question about it. Somebody's going to sleep. So maybe I saw a totally random question. Um, I was thinking about it last night because of the way the game was ending. And you might have a different perspective uh, from the MMA world. What's the best like anticipation in the world of sports? Is it that anticipation of like the intros have been completed for a massive fight? And the reason I ask because last night um, it was uh, that Auburn-Arkansas game tied mm-hmm. going to overtime. Uh, or, or um, whoever had the ball last possession, uh, atmosphere is nuts, and the announcer goes, "Shot clock is off," and you're just, "Oh boy, here we go!" Like, what, what's what's number one anticipation? Like, what I'm t- trying to, you know, what I'm talking about here? Because I personally, that when someone says, "Like as Shot far as a fan," off, or as far as a fan, or like as far yeah. as like you're involved in it, from a fan perspective, from a fan perspective, I would probably say like, so yeah, something. Eh. I don't know, man, because there's just there's nothing that beats because where my head went, obviously, like not the average motherfuckers never locked themselves in a cage with another human being and fucking duked it out for fucking 15 minutes. But uh, that there's no feeling on Earth that will ever compare, dude. I I swear it is the craziest. You can fucking jump off 100 bridges at the same time and parachute. I did. I I don't care. Locking yourself in a fucking cage with another human being, it did. It'll 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 elevate your senses to another fucking level. And when you get out of that cage, you literally feel drunk. Like the the adrenaline dump is the most crazy fucking feeling in the planet. Like because you do. You're, think, 15 minutes, you are on the highest alert of the highest alert, fucking throwing bombs, trying to end somebody else's night while they're trying to yeah. end your night. And it, and then you're supposed to just shut that off. That's why I have so much respect for Izzy. Like, he just 
so smooth and in and mm-hmm. he moves he's the same guy and he's pointing at the floor right and so, like he just he's just so fucking cerebral and it's just golly man but yeah I would say as far as a fan dude like when it's a fucking March Madness 71 71 16 seconds ticking yeah. off I mean it is going down and they're bringing the it. ball up a shot clock is off I don't know but at the same time like the biggest whatever your most anticipated fight like when the when Bruce finishes the the intros and it's two mm. guys that you love and it's mm. holy shit as you I mean you're it right like, as someone who's never been in a cage doesn't have that full uh, you know experience of that but you still feel it to some degree for sure oh, from my yeah. perspective Donald man. Donald Cerrone has a hell of a video if you've never watched it he has a hell of a video of him breaking down pre fight and he really? he talks about like himself he's like. Yeah, so you just fucking sit there and you like pace it back. You're like, should I get fucking ready now? Like, I start to warm, warm the engine up now, but if I warm the engine up now, maybe I get too later. So now you're just in a constant battle with yourself. Like, when do I warm up the engine? When do I not warm up the engine? And then because you're doing that, now you get sick. So I usually go in the back and I puke one time and then I come back and he just, <laughs> like, he goes through this whole thing and it's so true. And he's like, you walk out of that and your fucking stomach just drops out of your ass. And now you really realize, like, fuck, I'm walking to this cage and they're fucking cheering for me. Like, any anytime you get an opportunity, Donald Cerrone uh, describes walking out for a fight or something like that. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, but absolutely electric. But yeah, I, I would say so. That's guy. I the the most intense I felt with one of those in a while has been that uh, Gaethje Chandler fight. Like I was yes. fucking. I was. Yes. Okay, this is really happening. I <laughs> oh, I love that feeling, dude. Yeah, it's the best, man. How, what do people then, do who don't watch fucking sports? I don't what know. like seriously? How do they get the rocks know. off? Like, what do they do, bro? Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. know if I could live a day without sweating some action. Like, I just, I really don't. Like, it's just, it's the best. It's the best. Even, right. like, lights like last night, like, oh, too. like, that sweat down to the end, bro, was just, like, Clemson and, and UNC was just electric. It was electric. How can you not? Right. And you Arkansas, love it. Auburn, dude. Oh, my, is that the craziest court storming you've ever seen? Like, not even bro, the exaggerating? Fucking bucket went in, the lights went out, and the yeah. fucking crowd, I mean, it was just, like, it was fucking... Like, it was like a domino effect. The bucket went in, the fucking lights went out, the crowd was on the court, and the lights went on. I mean, it was just like, how did that all happen so fast? Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I truly think that was the craziest court storm I've yeah. ever seen. That that was next level shit. I, I should have, maybe I'll tweet it here after, uh, in case you missed it or whatever. But yeah, that, that was absolutely insane. I couldn't believe it, just like how fast it all happened, though. Because, you know, like, usually it goes in and everybody loses their mind, and then, all right, let's storm the court. But, like, right. What was that Shit. Auburn guy doing? Was that Auburn guy pissed off that the dude went and tried to showboat with the dunk? Like, what was he doing? I, I'm still uh, trying to figure the hell out what I he was know. doing. And he almost, like, caught him at his weight. Like, what was he doing? I don't know. I don't know. Weird, weird shit. Weird shit, but but electric shit across the board is all I know. That was that was yeah. probably one of the best ones I've seen for sure. That atmosphere, Illinois-Purdue, first half was a great game. Illinois ended up, uh, wheels fell off in the second half. That atmosphere Scuffled was crazy, hard. man. Yeah, definitely was. Uh, oh. Fucking ESPN. Why well, you got to do that? They say MLB's greatest uniforms. I thought they were something good for MLB. They're just fucking being assholes. Okay, well. Powder blues, like, though. Anyone that's got powder blue baseball jerseys. Those Expos. Up, those Expos OGs powder blues with the, uh, the, the, the M or whatever it had on their hat with the red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. Those, those are some of my favorite jerseys ever. Also, the Blue Jays powder blues now. Those I was going to say, oh, yeah. Honestly, Literally any powder blue. Sign me the fuck up, dude. White well, Sox yeah, got dude, some old even, ones, uh, dude. The Cardinals powder blues. I'm a big fan of. Fuck the Cardinals, but yeah, I like their I, I like, like their jerseys, powder blues though. and reds for sure. Um, 
I wish the Cubs for the fucking City Connect. I wish they would have done it backwards. I wish they would have done powder blue with the navy as the lettering instead of the fucking navy, navy. with powder yeah. blue as the lettering. Like I wish they would have flipped it. It would look so much cooler. Cause I got the fucking uh, the City Connect shirt and it's powder right. blue with the fucking C in it. That bitch is icy. That's good. That, I no, mean that right. that sucker's icy, dude. Down. Like even as a Sox fan, I remember showing up with that and you were like. Damn, that fucking shirt's sick as fuck. I'm like, I know. I'm sucker for some powder blues, dude. Dude, and then the Chicago <laughs> flag across the back, too. Like, yeah. oh, dude, that, that was one of my well, favorite City Connects this year. Uh, the Sox had uh, their City Connects. They're making it into a hockey jersey for a giveaway this season, if you missed mm. that, dude. <laughs> looks sick. I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't see that. Well, hot damn, Mags. We're uh, 30 minutes after the top of the hour here um, for some motivation minutes. And uh, anything else? Anything else uh, late breaking you got, dude? Uh, I'll run you through some quick uh, John Rosty news hitters for uh, for us. Uh, a little, like one that. of them is interesting. Uh, Alabama's Darius Miles, game time decision decision for tonight's game against Ole Miss. That one felt a little too good to be true. Not sure what uh, your thoughts yeah. there were. Ole Miss yeah. plus six. Um, he's averaging six point seven and three and a half. So not crazy. Uh, Notre Dame's Nate Lazuski, game time decision uh, against Louisville. He averages eight point four and seven. Uh, Baylor's LJ Cryer, also another one that felt a little too good to be true. Game time decision against K-State. He's averaging 13.9. Uh, there was one that I, actual piece of news, Southern Indiana D2 school going to join the OVC, uh, Ohio Valley for 2022-2023. So not next year, the year after, but we get, uh, team number 359 into the old, uh, D1 land, my friend. Um, Terrence hmm. Shannon and Adonis Arms uh, are both game time decisions tonight against Oklahoma. So I am glad that I stayed way the hell away from that. That is uh, a good uh, potential reasoning as to why they were only minus three, my friend. Uh huh. I like where your head's at. I like the late breaking news. I was just looking. I got to look at. Uh, I got to look at a reply to my wordle this morning. I I I, 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 I just <laughs> got to reply to it. Something happened. Oh, I, I, are they the same words across the board, or are they different? Like, is it the same for everybody? Everyone has the same word. Yeah. Oh, so that's why. So Ch just commented on my shit, and I. So if you saw my caption, I said tried to pull some funny business on me this morning. Not this time around. Uh-huh. As kind of a. I didn't realize that everybody had the same word. So now yeah. I do. It totally plays into the word of the day. Totally, totally does. And, I, and he just commented. He was like, with his word, he's like, ah, funny business. See what you did there. <laughs> and like, uh, don't I, tell it, me, don't tell. Yeah, me. yeah, I won't tell you, buddy. That's it. Yeah, now, now it can sure. totally click. I didn't realize everybody had the same fucking word. It was hard. It's a hard one. I'm okay. telling you, it's a hard one. It's okay. hard. But there you go. There you go. Wordle of the day. Shout out CH. Shout out newbie. Shout out Consig. Oh, yeah. Shout out everybody over at Cash Considerations Podcast <laughs> Network. Appreciate all you guys. Dude, tweeting Wordles was cool, and then uh, I started seeing people starting to sh- throw hate all over the place about people posting Wordles. Like, get it, get out of not, uh, not, and I miss us with that stuff, dude. If we want to post Wordles, we'll post Wordles. And now all of a sudden, I've got into the Wordle game myself, so I was kind of like that as well. And then I just decided to post Wordles too. So, guy that's not into pop culture getting into a lot of pop culture shit right now. I don't know why <laughs> NFTs and Wordle and all this fucking shit. <laughs> It's fun, dude. I love word games. Yeah, dude. It's a nice little jog of the mental in the morning, you know? Dude, get your, get your shit together. Um, outside of that, uh, let's see here. We got uh, Wise Words coming up in but 27 short minutes from now. 12 p.m. Central Time drops on the YouTube and then uh, all of the podcast directories following that. Um, outside of that, let me see here. Anything else we got? Um, we'll talk about Cup of Joe on campus. Anything else we got coming up the rest of the week? Uh, stay tuned. I'll drop my college basketball blog this afternoon. Mags is working on some uh, potential golf blogs, doing some stuff on that end. Uh, stay up to date. This week? 
Love that. Waste management open. Uh, stay up to date. Go to this episode's description, hit that link tree there, or uh, head on over to talkingtheline.com, and uh, you can find everything there. I just thought of something. i got to write myself a note real quick. I, I can't remember if I... Almost came to the show sure. fading our uh, bulls again today, dude. Tough, tough spot once again oh, yeah? on the road against the no Hornets, dude. Kidding. And they are the favorite. I uh, I think that might be. And it, it went from like four and a half down to two. Uh, I think the bulls are in trouble. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, there you go. There you have it. Just realized I got one final thing that I got to finish up for the show here. So let's wrap up uh, for wise words. Let's wrap up this beautiful show here today. Appreciate your sidebar and everything in between, my friend. Uh, last segment of the day, unless you got anything else here, good sir. No, sir, that's all I got. Okie dokie. Well, then it is time for my Motivation Minutes. All right, my friends. Uh, first things first, what are we talking about today? Um, and I'm going to kind of center everything around, uh, the group of people that you're surrounding yourself with or who you tend to be in communication with a lot or, or whatever the case might be, and just being very, very, very cautious of who you choose to put in those circles. And I want to give a shout-out to Will Smith, first things first, because he is who got me down this thought path. I uh, watched the video of his last night and started to uh, kind of expand upon some of the things that he was saying. And it just really hit me smack in the chest when he started saying some of this stuff. So I said, well, hell, maybe this is motivation minutes for tomorrow, and here we are, 20, but short 12 hours later, not even 24, and now they are. So, first things first, I want to challenge you guys to open up your phone and, and open up your text messages and just the last five people. Are they adding gas to your fire? Or are they trying to find the nearest blanket so they can dampen it out? Are they bringing positivity and good energy to your life? Or are they spewing venom and toxicity? Are those five people... Somebody who you'd be happy with telling other people are your close friends and are on that list of five people. I can't answer that for you, but we'll take it a step further. Go to your social media. Look at the last five people you've been in communication with. Look at the last five interactions you've had. Maybe are you surrounding yourself with people that are causing you to be negative, to be toxic? Is that rubbing off on you? Are the people that maybe are in your social media circle, are they adding logs onto your fire to continue to grow your flame? Or are they trying to find as much dirt to dump on top of that son of a bitch as fast as they can? Simple things to think about. Nothing crazy, nothing wild, but maybe outside of social media, maybe outside of just your phone, maybe, okay, maybe it was just somebody random, who knows? Well, take a step back and look at your friend group. Look at that circle. Look at who you have right there. Are they building you up or are you building them up? Are you raising them to higher standards or are they raising you to higher standards? Are they causing you to become a better version of yourself every single day or do you feel like you got to drag them up to your level every single time you come in contact? If you find yourself on the ladder of some of those, my friends, I think you know which direction you need to go in. And it's not continuing to stick around with that group. And unfortunately, as you start to think about that, it's one of the hardest things that you have to do in this life. And unfortunately, I've gotten pretty good at it. And it, start, it sucks at first. It really does. It does. It sucks cutting people out of your life. But if they are not feeding you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, if they are not helping you grow as a human being, if they are not 
offering you something more than just a hey, hi, how you doing, there's no reason to be associated with them. And it might feel bad, it might hurt, but I'm telling you, the more it hurts generally, the more it's the right decision to make. And you can even look at your family. And I'm not saying, oh, cut out grandma and cut out mom, cut out Uncle Jimmy. No, I'm not saying that, but maybe if, if Uncle Jimmy's negative as shit, maybe we limit our exposure to Uncle Jimmy. Maybe we don't jump in with him all the time. I, I don't know, whatever your case might be, my friends, but... I'm sure this has kind of got you some down some rabbit holes as it did for me last night and started to think about it. But you can take that to any situation, you're, you're, whether that's your social media, I mean, whatever the case might be, your friend group, your your text messages, whatever, whatever you want to do it with. And just take five minutes, do a quick little analysis of, damn, 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 wait a minute. And unbiased, unbiased, not, oh, these are my friends. They're my friends, though. Unbiased. Because probably they're your acquaintances. And probably they are just finding any way that they can to utilize you to get to the next level. And unfortunately, that's more common than you would like to believe. And it would most always happen with the people that you think are the closest to you as well. And in turn, they really just aren't. And it sucks to suck. Sometimes it really does. It does. And it's a hard thing to come to terms with. But my friends, I'm telling you, if you look around at those people... And they ain't taking you to new heights, and they ain't taking you to new levels, and 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 you don't, you don't have people surrounded with you that are willing to argue with you, that are willing to disagree with you, and say, eh, I don't know, I don't, let's 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 hash this out and make each other better because of that. You're wasting your time. There ain't nothing else I can say, my friends. Take some time to do some analysis of your personal life. Who are you choosing to surround yourself with? Are they adding gasoline to your fire, or are they trying to? throw as much dirt on it as they possibly can are they searching high and low to find another log to help you out to get that son of a bitch raising a, a raging a little harder or are they trying to kick out all the coals as fast as they can i can't answer that for you you certainly can and once you find that answer you now certainly know what you must do and that does it for my motivation minutes of the day Love it, my man. Great perspective on this fine Wednesday. I mean, I don't know how what else I can add to it on my side of things, dude. Not much, my man. Not much. But I uh, hope I can do that for you. You definitely do that for me. I appreciate the fuck out of you. And, um, yeah, you don't see me around a whole bunch of uh, whole bunch of fuck people. And that's the reason why, kids. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. And if uh, maybe your, your phone got lost in translation, right number, wrong time, papa. Sorry, my fault yeah, is what it is. You can put it on me. Just not... Uh, now gelling, my fault. But there you go. There you have uh, my motivation minutes of the day. All right, partner. We got but 19 short minutes before uh, season two, episode 10 of the Wise Word Pod drop here. Last little bit. Anything else you got uh, late breaking news wise? Anything in between? It does not appear so, my man. Uh, gun to your head. Ben Simmons staying or going this week? Staying. It's been too much stupid shit. Yeah, it's too much stupid shit. They would have cut the tether cord by now if he was going. Yeah, I think they're just trying to drum up a a perception of uh, (laughs) value, in my opinion, over here. But anyways, just curious. Show enough. Well, thank you for that cherry on top of the proverbial podcast Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide. For myself and Mags. 
We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. We can't tell you guys how much we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts for all your likes, your views, your shares, your subscriptions, your retweets, your comments, your follows, all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts and allowing us to keep chasing our dreams and passions every single day. It's because of you guys, and we're going to keep sending this TTL rocket ship straight to the moon because of it. So once again, have a T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C day, unless you might have to shape your lips to say it a little bit, but we're still keeping the positivity and the good vibes flowing. Make sure you get all of today's best bets locked in from the TTL crew so you can say right with us at the end of every single piece of content we do. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>